After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This game. Yikes. Five on the floor, drive for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got a all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's probably have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to the latest episode of Five on the Floor post-game. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan with me, Brady Hawk. No Alex Toledo. He has the night off, a well-earned night off, I might add. Uh, and Ethan Skolnick uh, is up following the Heat so they can lose everywhere that he goes up in New York. So he was in Brooklyn tonight as the Miami Heat ended up losing. They were shorthanded, and we're going to get into all that, but unfortunately they did lose 112-97. It was an ugly game. We're not going to you know, try to sugarcoat that one, but there were a couple things that I think we should definitely get into, so we will. So that's the floor plan. We're going to dissect this game. But truthfully, tonight, and it's unfortunate when we leave with this segment, but we're going right into the Eric Rubenstein injury report. And now it's time for the official Five on the Floor injury report, sponsored by our friend Eric Rubenstein, the personal injury attorney. Born and raised in Lauderdale, Florida, lives in Miami, went to St. Thomas. He's a South Florida guy and a huge Miami Heat fan. But the important thing is he can help you get your money that you deserve when something happens to you. So reach out to our guy, Eric Rubenstein. Again, ericrubenstein.com or ask about me. I got you on Instagram. And now the injury report. The injury report. This is going to take a minute. Bear with me. Jimmy Butler was basically a game time decision, although Ethan was pretty adamant that he wasn't going to play and he did not. Uh, so no Jimmy Butler. Bam Adebayo also sat with that hip. RJ Hampton is continuing to rehab. Tyler Hero is out. Duncan Robinson is continuing day-to-day to be a player rehabbing a injury to a hand, left hand, if I uh, remember correctly. Uh, also, Orlando Robinson was on G League assignment. They f- I feel like they could have used him tonight. And Drew Smith, obviously, is out for the season. So that was the extent of the injury report also unfortunately as this game unfolded it appears as if Haywood Highsmith did sustain an injury that um by all accounts means he's probably going to miss some time we're not a hundred percent sure exactly uh all of the specifics and I do not want to speculate but just the initial the initial um indications kind of uh as we've you know, got a few text messages here and there is that it appears as if you're probably going to miss him for uh, some period of time. So that is a mouthful to get uh, to the 
point where the Miami Heat are definitely looking like an injured team at the moment, but that can change quickly. I think when they get back home and they play against the Milwaukee Bucks, they may be a lot closer to whole, but obviously it's never good to hear about any of these guys not um, either playing because of being banged up or because they get injured tonight. Uh, did I miss any injuries, Brady? I know that I hit on Hayward Highsmith. Do you have any specifics on that that I may have missed? Um, any reports that came out since the time we've started recording and now? Um, and did anyone else on the team get injured that I missed? Because it feels like these guys are dropping like flies. No, you pretty much went through every player on the roster that has something attached to him. I think the only one was Kevin Love banged his knee oh, with somebody. Good he stayed in the game, but obviously he got taken out like a minute, couple of minutes later. So I guess that's something to monitor. That felt like something though. That was just like a, a stinger, just a little bruise. Cause he kind of hit the, like the inside of your knee that kind of just yeah. that tends to happen. So I think he should probably be good by Tuesday. And I think he is an important player to discuss and not to cut right into the things that happen, but he, he's a player in this game that I think more than anybody solidified his role in this team and kind of in the rotation. Yeah, for sure. I, um, I loved what Kevin Love did. I loved what Kevin Love, that's funny, love, love, love. Ten rebounds, eight points, was very efficient. They're going to need a ton of that going forward. Uh, my initial observations, I shall be quick, and then I want Brady to kind of maybe elaborate further on what on what he saw. I was happy for Josh. I felt like even though he didn't shoot the ball well, he was active in other ways, and this is the type of game that Josh Richardson needs. Um, Kyle Lowry uh, didn't shoot well. There were moments where he was okay, but not great. Um, overall, I'd like to see a little bit more on a night where they really needed it from him. Jaime Jaquez, that dude is the man. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And uh, Jamal Kane, he played well, but I'm going to tell you something. He's going to have to find his way on this team and really find like where he's going to impact the game in a way that no one else on the roster can or I wouldn't be surprised if he, uh, you know, ends up being a player that they look at to potentially replace if somebody were to become available. Just park that away for for future. Brady, uh, because you're more eloquent than I with uh, talking about through these different players, and I haven't wanted to get into Thomas Bryant, so I'm I'm saving that. Your initial takeaways on tonight's game, they lost 112-97. There's a lot of bad we can get into, but just because I'm trying to uh, keep this road trip ending on a positive note, was there anything from the Heat point of view that you took and you thought maybe um, could be informative for games going forward, especially if Highsmith is out? Yeah, well, number one, if there was an opportunity for Jamal Keane, it would be right now if there was a Haywood Highsmith injury where he is out a certain amount of time. So I think that's where he could potentially slot in if necessary. Uh, you mentioned Thomas Bryant. I know you'd said the positives, but Kevin Love played well, but also he played himself into the role because the guy in front of him did not play well. Like it, I, I watched some of the stuff that he was obviously doing defensively, but there was a possession and no, this is not going to be the play of the night uh, where Kyle basically came off a pick and roll with Thomas Bryant. Thomas Bryant dashes to the rim and does not even look at Kyle, does not stay in the lane to like wait for the pass, does not look for the pass, just looks straight at the rim. Kyle makes the pass to him and ends up in a steal turnover, goes in the other direction. It's so fresh. So, and then actually the next possession, it was another Thomas Bryant turnover. Um, 
it's just bad. It was just bad basketball. It was just bad things to watch. It was just bad fundamentals. Uh, it was just a bad stint overall. And then you watch Kevin Love come in. He was very active on the boards. Uh, offensively, he gave them a kind of a different look. And this is a situation where Love is not built to play in these lineups. He's not built to play in these. Like Kyle is built to play in these lineups, it feels like, a lot of the time. Love is better to play with like a guy like Jimmy and Bam where they're attracting the defense, collapsing the defense in the paint. He could kind of slip out and pop for threes. He can kind of slide into that mid-range, into little floaters or push shots. Like that's his game. So to see him continue to play like this, like this backup big spot is his. That That's kind of the, the big thing. I don't want to get into Caleb Martin too much just because I feel like there's going to be a, a segment named for him in a few here. But yeah. he did himself into a flow that I think was important. Uh, and then uh, there's another guy I think we're probably going to get to, but I'm just going to quickly mention him, Nikola Jovic, because we talk so often about him. He ends up getting minutes, and it just did not look great. I think a lot of the, this – and I'll say, number one, he's not in the greatest role. He's not in the, the picture-perfect role that you'd want him in. For one, he's playing in the five. For another reason, he's playing down low. Jimmy said it. He did. The Jimmy, Jimmy, there's a reason Jimmy said it. Jimmy said it for a reason. Jimmy didn't just. He's not a five. He's not a five. And I think there's kind of a belief there that he should be playing in the other spot. The only reason that there's a benefit to playing the five is he grabs the board and goes absolutely in the other direction. That's kind of the one positive from him. Yeah. But there was just too many pockets of this game where I felt like there was a lot of things that you're watching from Jovic are like, okay, maybe maybe Spo was seeing that from him in practice, say, well, he's not ready there. He's not ready yet in those situations when there's a little more help inside that is leaning to him and there's a turnover or there uh it's not always the easiest skip pass and he's kind of they're baiting him into that pass. Like there's just little things that I'm kind of curious to see. But the issue is you kind of let a guy like this, this talented live through those mistakes. And that's why I'm not faulting for it. Like he's going to have these mistakes. He's young. He has not had a ton of reps. We're going to see that. We have to note the mistakes, but there's no reason why they couldn't be corrected moving forward and kind of give them those reps, especially in games like this. So the fact that we were sitting there for a few minutes saying, wait, is Jovic going to be the guy that doesn't play? He's the 10th guy. He's not logged any minutes yet. Luckily they at least gave him a little bit, kind of some burn. But yeah, that 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 was kind of a rundown of kind of what we saw from certain players. Because you mentioned Hawkes, Hawkes kind of continues to do this thing where it does not matter what lineup or, or, or position he's in. I know he missed kind of a, a lot late in that game, but more so in the start of that game, the way he just uses his body just really stands out to me. The way he's kind of just bumps people and does stuff in the lane is just really fun to watch. But the the overall point, they did not have enough firepower tonight offensively to compete Hell with this no. Nets team. I watched it, it like I didn't know what they were trying to like accomplish <laughs> offensively because they didn't really. You could say a Spo masterclass was coming, and I was one of those people that said that they had nothing to go to. They didn't. They did nothing to kind of create with offensively. Like you could say <laughs> you're going to hang your hat on defense. At a certain point, you have to score, and they just didn't yeah. have the ability to do that. No, it's so true. Um, and I'm only only chuckling because they really were trying hard to figure stuff out. And it's just like a situation where you're at a talent disadvantage. And um, I'm glad you brought up Jovic now because uh, here's the other part that is doing him no favors and it's no fault of his own. When you watch Jaime Hawkes out there and then you watch Jovic and you think that Jovic is, you know, supposed to be, we were hoping maybe at least on par, but I think a lot of Heat fans thought, ahead in his development at least to some degree at least enough to where he would have two or three places 
um, on the team where he could impact winning now. And I don't think that anyone saw that yet. And that's unfortunate. And it's, and you know, so when Jaime Hawkes is balling, I think that Heat fans are like, damn, we wish Jovich could, we wish Jovich could, could do that more. We'll talk more about them in a minute. Brady alluded to it earlier. We're getting into the Rocky Sports Gamer of the Night. And now on Five on the Floor, it's time for the Gamer of the Night, sponsored by Rock Esports Center, the place to eat, drink, and play all day. Host your next birthday party with them. Located at 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay, they've got a 5,500-square-foot state-of-the-art center equipped with all the high-end power. Play all-day passes available for just 25 bucks. but if you mention five reasons... It's just $20. So mention five reasons or five RSN. You get to play all day for $20. And now, the gamer of the night. Kayla Martin. First off, if you're listening to this show, holler at your boy J. Cole and ask if the album is going to drop before the end of the year. Because I'm hoping that it will. Anyway, let's not get sidetracked. 30 minutes, 22 points, 9 of 18 from the field. Got to the line three times, seven rebounds, three assists. He looked good. I mean, not everything is perfect. And people are asking, does the jump shot look different? I don't know. He's probably just trying to get back into his rhythm. But this is a major opportunity if Haywood Highsmith is out, Brady. Uh, Caleb Martin was great tonight. He was probably the most stabilizing factor on the court for the Heat, and he's going to need to be that going forward in the event that anybody else misses time. But even if they don't, they're going to need him. We talked about it on many a show uh, about the fact that we kind of came into this season thinking he'd be their fourth best player, right? So here's a big opportunity for him if Highsmith is out for him to seize that starting position. What did you see from him that you liked? And uh, am I crazy to already start talking about him in the starting lineup? So I'll start with him tonight. I, I thought he exploded a lot better than than what we've seen. And part of that is because he had the ball in his hands more and more opportunities to do so. But he was getting to the rim well. I thought he just – there was a play early that I was like, okay, he seems to be feeling well when he kind of threw a pump fake in the corner, stepped into a nice deep mid-range. And I was like, okay, that's his game. And if you really wanted to know if he was playing at his own level, he had a kind of foot on the line, top of the key three, where I was like, okay, he's, he's fully back. That's Caleb Martin right there. Uh, to the starting point. I said before this season, I felt like he was going to come off the bench, partly because I felt like he needed to come off the bench because they needed his scoring specifically, and they needed him to kind of play in that role. And after watching the team this season, I'm looking around and I'm saying, Caleb Martin might benefit more from the starting lineup. Like, we're just looking at the fact mm-hmm. of what Hawkins is doing off the bench and the role that he's playing is almost what we predicted Caleb would do. That's true. And Duncan Robinson is obviously having the balls in his hands a ton off the bench, especially when Tyler comes back off those handoffs, running so many actions where Caleb's almost standing in the corner a lot of the time and having to react, which is partly his game, but also you think that maybe he could kind of do other things. Putting him in the starting lineup is not the worst thing in the world. If he, if need be, if that's kind of what they see, I feel like he could benefit from a lot of that. He's played well next to a lot of those guys, um, and he's not a guy that demands the ball. In a game like this, we see that he can demand the ball when need be, uh, and yes, the three-point shooting, I think, will come around eventually. I'm not totally worried about the jumper. The jumper's never looked absolutely beautiful. It's just it's always been a work in progress that uh, it just t- tends to go in when necessary. But it's more so about the attacks, the explosion, the rim pressure, all of that stuff that I'm more worried about. They, I, I 
was wondering if they'd run a little more pick and rolls for him this season. Even in a game like this, they didn't do a ton of that. So I think they know what his role is. He's a guy that can plug and play around the roster a little bit. He's looked okay defensively. So it's been one of those things I've never really been worried about him fitting in because I feel like they, they'll find a spot eventually. They just haven't leaned on him a ton because they haven't needed to. And, and now they're getting to a point where, where if it starts to get the way it's looking with the yeah. top of this episode where you're listing off the injury report and there's no Haywood potentially or no or no anybody, none of these wings that are – even no Jimmy. They're going to need him in probably every role possible. So I thought this was an important game for him. They, he needed a game – where he just found a little bit of a flow, where he just got a little bit of a rhythm, found some of his offense, and I think that's what he did. He was able to kind of find his game again a little bit. So I think this is one of those things that could potentially carry into future games. And look, he's playing a team this next game against Milwaukee that he tends to play really well against. He always plays really well against Milwaukee since the first year in Miami. So something he could build off of potentially. It's the one positive we're taking from tonight. There hasn't been a ton. Um, because you're not supposed to lose this type of game. Even with the skeleton crew, you would hope that they could play a little bit better defensively, that they would have a few more plays of the night. But uh, with no further ado, we will get into the Insurance by Lynette play of the night. And now it's time for the Insurance by Lynette play of the night, sponsored by insurancebylynette.com and A Aggressive Insurance Agency. You can reach out to our friend Lynette at 954 581 8800 that's 9545818800 or insurancebylanet.com that's insurancebylanet.com with two n's and two t's your best play for auto insurance homeowners insurance condo insurance life insurance or a retirement program reach out to Lynette at insurancebylanet.com so the play of the night brady uh, you you will be able to catalog it better than I, but there was a specific moment between the two young players that every Heat fan um, holds near and dear to their heart at this moment, Nikola Jovic and Jaime Jaquez, if I remember correctly. Um, chronicle that play for the audience, for the heads who didn't get to watch tonight, because uh, that was one of the more bright spots in what otherwise was a forgettable game. Yeah, for one, it just being the two guys, those two specifically makes it a play in itself. But that play like really honed in on, I guess, both of their strengths where Jovic gets the ball and runs down the court. And I just watched the way he puts his head down. Like he literally puts his head down when he runs up the court. Like he like gets a kind of that that extra juice and push to his game when he runs up the floor, gets up the floor. That was like almost a no look to Hawkes where he kind of looks him off a little bit, throws it to Hawkes. Uh, and Hawkins gets up in the air early where he looks like he almost took off from too far and does a nice up and under finish where he's done a lot of that stuff where we know he's an athlete. We know he's athletic, but some of the layup finishes where he's kind of just hang, just hangs in the air for that extra second and able to finish around the rim has been intriguing. So that was probably the one play of the night that, <laughs> which may be sad <laughs> that this is the play we're hyping up. That was just a normal fast break play. But this is their future, quote-unquote, that their young future, not the main future, because we know who that is, but their young up-and-coming future it's that true. everybody's excited and talking about. So in a game like this, that's something to track that it's just basically whoever can be more consistent with their strengths. Like both of those strengths that we just chronicled, who can be more consistent with it? And that's why so far it has been Hawkes. He's been more consistent with the strengths that he has, whereas Jovic has been once again, not had most opportunities, not had a ton of opportunities, but I'm guessing behind the scenes hasn't made the, to the same degree of consistency that we've seen from Akis. 
And the crazy thing is, I think he'll get there. I think Jovic eventually will be a good rotation player in the league. I just don't know that it's on the timeline of this specific roster. And sometimes those things happen in the NBA. It's happened many times where there's been guys that they've had to bid farewell to. And you're like, damn, that sucks. I'm not saying that that's where they are with him in any way. But I'm just saying that sometimes timelines don't line up. He's only Uh, 20. He's only 20. I know. And so, and, and also there are, people in the front office who very much believe in, in, in Nico and what he can do. And so they're going to be, I would say as conservative and careful with his development as they would be any prospect because they see the, the, the true potential there to play um, multiple positions, et cetera. But that's another podcast Brady to close here. Are you concerned? Two-game losing streak. They head back to Miami against Milwaukee. The in-season tournament is now in flux, but who cares? Are you concerned with what you saw? Is this just a byproduct of a long season and injuries and a game that they should have had in Milwaukee? Or, I mean, in New York, excuse me. Um, final thoughts being concern meter, 1 to 10. Where are you at? I wouldn't say I'm concerned with the team. I am I mean, it's hard not to be concerned with the injuries, like because at some point, if these keep racking up, like at some point, you're going to have to win some games. <laughs> like we can't keep doing these podcasts down the line where you're like, well, you know, Caleb played well, but that's but they didn't have enough. Like there's there's their slogan is we have enough. That should be what we're saying yeah. on this podcast. That should be the title. Uh, so I, I think the big thing is. Jimmy being questionable, number one, the fact that he could have played, and, and I think we all knew he wasn't going to, is means he's probably going to play Tuesday. Bam, probably going to play Tuesday. Tyler, who knows, maybe could play Tuesday. Duncan could potentially play Tuesday. So a lot of these guys could be back in the fold pretty quickly, and I think this uh, three-day, kind of having three days off is important for a lot of these guys, being one tonight and then obviously the next two days having off. They play Milwaukee, obviously, in a big game that I think they should get up for, especially the way I think Spoh's going to have them prepared after this road, this two-game slate in New York. Then they play two against the Pacers, I believe, and two against Charlotte. Woo. So the, the Pacers games are going to be battles. They're always, they always are, and they're, they're a team that plays and fights. They're to score. For sure. And Charlotte is a team that, you know, you should be able to beat. But, hey, it's one of those young teams that could, that could punch you in the mouth at, at, potentially. So – We'll see what happens. It's at least a little bit more home games than usual. I think I want to say four of those five are at home. So yeah. you're able to play at home a little bit more. Maybe you can kind of start building a little bit of uh, continuity with with a, with a healthy group. But I don't know if I want to put that out there yet because it feels like that's never going to happen. But as a lot of these veteran guys have said, specifically Kevin Love and Bam, and I've heard a lot of them, they're like, well, you got to start another new streak. Like that's kind of the mindset you have to have, like especially when you're in this type of game. Like you just have to have this mindset that they've had good things happen across this streak. They won games that they should not have won. They lost the game yesterday that they should not have lost. But you're lucky that you banked a couple that you should <laughs> that that's that true. direction that you're able to kind of buy into that. But you can't bet on that now. You can't say to yourselves, well, we, we won something we didn't have to, so now we could kind of mess around. This is a big game on Tuesday, and I'm not saying must win or, or big game, but it's a game that you should get up for. It's a game that I feel like Jimmy and Bam and a lot of the top guys are going to play uh, a little harder in. And then, obviously, you put yourself in a position now to go into those that those other little slates against Charlotte and Indiana. And I think Chicago was another two-game slate. It's like a bunch of two-game slates coming up. Uh, you have to be ready for it. So we'll see what happens, but... 
I'm not overly concerned with the team's play style. I'm just overly a little concerned with the with the injuries popping up. You're right. In pre-show, you you text Ethan, Alex, and I, and you were on point when you said, like, you can't continue to go into this season and say, well, we'll see it all when it's healthy because it's never going to be healthy, and we're going to be chasing that all damn season long. So at some point, you have to come to grips with what do you need to do to fortify the roster so that you can – withstand these injuries can you withstand these injuries as presently constructed and if not what can you do um it'll be interesting to watch we'll have you covered heading into milwaukee ethan will be back um he'll be traveling back to fort lauderdale so you'll uh, have him back hosting the pod brady thank you for joining us as we recap the miami heats loss this is two games up in new york that they lost so that was unfortunate uh, other programming note is uh, Brady mentioned all of the upcoming uh, home games with one road game being in Charlotte. I will not be covering that game. I'm actually going to take the fam to watch as fans. So that should be fun, but hopefully it will not end the way that tonight's game ended as the Miami Heat did lose. Peace out. We'll have you covered for the remainder of the homestand that is upcoming. Brady Hawk, thank you and good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reason Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.